0: Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit praisechapellasvegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. One more praise amen hallelujah praise god if you guys got do me a favor if you got one of these things here if you can put it on vibrate amen or, or uh, shut it off amen and so we just want to make sure that uh we receive everything that we have today amen Oh god it has amen what a great great morning already can somebody say amen what a great time in the lord and i love when the lord uh, does things like that and just shows up i know that uh he comes and he touches us and i, I and it was just a great moment in, in, in the stillness of God during the uh, worship. Amen. How many are ready for the well? Come on. How many are ready for the well? Hallelujah. You know, it's going to be a great uh, conference. Amen. This is our, our, our fourth annual conference that we had. Now there's made some changes, going to a bigger venue. Uh, it's, uh, it's a, there's a title to it now. It will be the well for years to come. Amen. Uh, And so and then the theme will change. Of course, the theme is be still. And so we have a great lineup of men that you've seen and we're going to have a great, great time. I encourage you to make your way to the well, Uh, make your way to the east side cannery. We'll be there for the two nights. Amen. So Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night. Then we're back here. And so uh, I don't know how we'll squeeze everybody in here, but we're going to do it. Uh, And so we just got to work with it. We'll line up some chairs out there, whatever we have to do uh, for that. Um, next year we're gonna to have to do something different, and so uh, we're, we're just we're just believing that. And so come expecting we'll have some visitors uh, tomorrow uh, next weekend, and so they'll be traveling in. One thing I want you to do that, if this is your church, then you are the ones that welcome them. Come on, all of us here are a committee. All of us have a hospitality to thank them for coming out and being part of the well. They're coming, they're investing money. We live here, and we just get to go. They're driving in and some guests are coming in to be part of the well. And so you see someone that you don't see or know that they don't, they don't come to our church or somewhere else, welcome them and thank them. Each one of us has a responsibility of that hospitality and say, thank you for coming out. Where are you from? We appreciate you coming out. I hope that you get blessed at the well. And so uh, let, let us all do that. Our teams work together hard, guys. I know that you guys are going to make me proud. Uh, for our kids' conference that's going on, our, our ushers and usherettes, our greeters, uh, those that will sell the shirts over there at the conference, amen. Uh, working the tables, uh, every 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 position, the setup crews is very important. The teardown crews, everything that's going to take place is going to be some work. They're they're setting up for the rooms at the kids' conference, so I know that everything. It's going to come out well, but we need all of us to come together in unity. And I know that everything is going to come out just okay. Amen. Everything will be okay. Tell your neighbors it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we, don't, we don't worry about anything. We pray about everything, and we know that God will bring us a peace. Amen. And so come on out. Invite people to come out. Amen. We're going to have a blessed time. But I want us also to leave a great example. Come on. I know that here it's a church and there's a little different and, we, and there's, there's rules and things that we have here. Our guys, we try to maintain it is the house of God, right? But how many know that Friday night and Saturday all day is going to be the house of God in Eastside Cannery? And so we got to respect that house over there. Amen. That is the house of God. And so uh, parents, watch your children. Amen. Uh, as you're cu- cutting through the conference, as the show, you got to cut through the casino. Please don't stop and drop in a bed or anything like that. Don't don't try to say this is for Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't 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 do any of that. Amen. For some of you guys that have a problem with that, run. Get to that escalator. Get to the elevator and go to the second floor. Amen. And and then you're safe up there. But but uh, we want to leave a great testimony for that for the for the venue. We we don't want it to say you know we don't want them back next year. You know. That's the last thing I would want as a pastor. Say, you know what? You guys are just too crazy. Kids are going wild. Amen. It's just, we we thank you for this year, but you can't come back next year. I don't want to receive a call like that. I don't want to have anything like that. So it takes all of us, amen, to hold the respect over there and leave a great testimony that we can get greater favor next year. Hallelujah. For our conference. Amen. And so, uh just, just just all of us do our part, it's just like going to church to so re- respect that as the house of God as we go to Eastside Canada. I believe that we're going to make that a whole sanctuary and that the Spirit of God is going to move downstairs into that casino. And something, something's going to happen, guys. There's going to be some things. God's gonna, there's going to be conviction upon those. They may be even people downstairs that will get led up there. And so I believe that God's going to move in a special, special way. So all of us, say all of us we can make this happen church and I, and I know that Sunday when I come up here to close as I thank people I'm going to thank this church PCLV which I think is the greatest church hallelujah come on come on you got to believe that amen we we got a great fellowship but this is one of the greatest churches in our fellowship amen and you got to believe that hallelujah and you got the best pastor in the whole world <laughs> praise the lord amen yeah thank you thank you sister Elizabeth amen uh, <laughs> Praise God. Amen. There's, we're going to have some great preachers. Amen. We're going to be blessed. Amen. But I, I'm, I'm glad that I'm, I'm part of PCLV. I'm glad that 18 years ago, the Lord brought my wife and I out here to start this church. And, and and now we get to see the fruit of our labor, what God's going to do. And so it's going to be an awesome, awesome time. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, as I get into the word of God, I just want to minister briefly today, Amen. and get us ready for the Well Conference. But my prayer... My prayer is not only that we be refreshed at the well, not only do we learn how to be still at the well, but that we get to know God better at the well. Hallelujah. Come on. It's all about knowing him. That that is our theme there. Be still and know that he is God. I am God. And so we want to go not only to be the refresh, we understand the well. It's a place of refreshment, amen, and, and, and a place that we're going to learn to be still because they're going to minister on being still at those well conference. But we've got to know God better. How many want to know God better? Come on, we want to go God better. See, church, if we truly know God, we'll be refreshed. Come on, we will be still in him if we truly know him. Now, I want you to turn to the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, as I use this to uh, launch out what God wants to minister to this morning to us, amen, here at PCLV as we get ready for the well. Ephesians, chapter 1, and I want you to skip down to verse 15 and 17. And it says there in the word, amen, ever since I heard of you, of your strong faith in the Lord, Jesus, your love for God's people everywhere. I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow into the knowledge of God. This morning, I want to minister a message entitled, To Know Him. To Know Him. You see, Paul's prayer here was for the church to know God. To know Him. So let's look at this prayer for a little bit. Amen. Paul starts off by thanking the church of Ephesus for their continuing faith and love that they have displayed in their walk with Christ. The news was brought back to Paul the apostle about this, and now he's writing back to them thanking them in this letter. Faith church is always always finds its focus in Christ. Let me say that again. Faith always finds its focus in Christ and it expresses itself in love to others. In Galatians chapter 5 verse 6 it says this, for we have for when we place our faith in Christ Jesus there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. Somebody say love. Come on, I believe that this kind of faith come on church is what uh, uh, the church of Ephesus had amen and Paul was thanking this church for their kind of faith. and Paul assures them that the church of Ephesus had, and he reminds them amen that you know not only does he thank them, but he prays for them. Paul was always interceding for them. in Colossians chapter 1 verse 9 says this, so we have stopped praying. we have not stopped praying for you ever since we first heard about you. We ask that you guide uh, that we ask that God give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. See Paul prays for the the believer. Paul praying for the church to know God better. Come on, how many want to know God better? Come on, really, guys. Come on. So how do we get to know God better? And our theme is to by being still. That is one way that we can learn God to be better. In his stillness you're going to find peace. Come on, in His stillness, you will get rerouted, redirected. In His stillness, there will be growth. You will be aware. In His stillness, church, listen, listen. you'll respond to God. To know Him more is by reading. You're going to have to read His Word. Come, can somebody say amen? Come on, you've got to read the Word of God, amen. You've got to study the Word of God. His Word, somebody say His Word. His Word brings life. It will open your eyes to the truth can somebody say amen but church do you know that you can know god it's god it's my wife hallelujah <laughs> but she wasn't here amen that on the vibrate thing How I many know that you can know God, know about God, but not really truly, truly know him. You can actually know God. The only time you can know God is when you have to, you have to spend time with him. You have to have a, a relationship with him, amen. Uh, not just know about him, amen. Uh, because without a relationship, all you have is religion. And as Pastor Jason says, amen, too much religion makes you a pigeon. Hallelujah. And the same holds to any relationship. In order to know somebody, you need to spend time with that person. Come on, spend time. Study that person. Now, those that are single, come on, uh, before you say, I do, study that person. Because in the beginning, they're doing their best to impress. Come on, you got, you. you there, there's... You got to wait till they go through a little fire and see who what kind of person they really are. Because that's what you're going to be waking up to. So you got to spend time in order to build relationship. See, if you actually want to know God, you need to spend time with God. You, you need devotion. You need prayer, amen, to be still in Him, amen. You'll realize that He's there for you for the long haul. Come on, somebody. God will never bail on you, amen. Come on, if you truly know God, you'll know that He'll never leave you nor forsake you. That's about knowing God. Is When you start to know Him, then you know His character. See, personal knowledge of Christ, church, listen, will change your life forever. Paul prays to the church of Ephesus to be fully empowered by the Holy Spirit, that God already made his provision for them. We have been sealed with a promise, church, the promise of the Holy Spirit. And Paul prays that they receive revelation meaning insight, discernment uh, that the Spirit brings. It brings divine truth. Can somebody say amen? And he prayed all this, and also that they may know him more. See, that's my prayer for you, that uh, this conference, that uh, we don't just go and it becomes like an ex- you know, just an excitement. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be wow, amen. Uh, but that through it all, you get to know God more. That is my old, that's what I pray for as a pastor, that they may know you and that you are God, that they'll come back down those stairs empowered. Come on, we're going to go to the second level, but we're going to come back to reality, amen, empowered by the Holy Ghost, amen, and you're going to know God in a deeper level. We want to walk out that place, not broke, but full, rich, come on somebody, come on rich, amen, we're going to still have money in our pocket. We may spend at the restaurant there, but you know we, you know what I'm talking about. In 1 Corinthians, chapter 2, 16 through 9, uh, 9 through 16 says, I'm going to read this. A lot of scriptures, so I need my... But it says this, That is what the scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was uh, it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit for the spirit searches out everything, somebody say everything, everything and shows up and shows us God's deep secrets. no one can know a person's thought except that person's own spirit and no one knows God's thoughts except God's own spirit. and we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit so we can know the wonderful things that God has freely given us. when we tell you these things we do not uh, we, don't, we do not use the words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. People, but people who are not spiritual cannot receive these truths from, the Spirit, uh, from God's Spirit. It is all sounds foolish to them, and they cannot understand it, but only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated. Uh, uh, they, they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach them? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. Come on, we, we get to know Him more, listen, church, by the way of the Spirit. God uses, I want you to catch this, God uses this information, and he gives us revelation, which brings forth transformation. You get that? Come on, he uses uh, this information, and he brings the Spirit brings us and gives us revelation that in in turn brings us transformation and helps us to be still and know that he is God. Paul goes on to say in Ephesians 1.18, I pray that your hearts be flooded with the light so that you can understand the confident hope that God has given to those he called, his holy people, who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Paul prayed, amen, that their hearts be flooded with light. The NIV says he prayed that their eyes of their hearts be enlightened. He's talking about the inner awareness that is provided by the Holy Spirit that makes them realize or or, or come to an understanding that, that everything that God made for them was available for them. See, true freedom starts in the heart of a person. And Paul prayed that they would understand. Paul prayed that they would know of this confident hope, the blessed hope that all of us, say me, all of us have in Christ to those who are called. Are you called today, church? Come on, First Peter two: nine says, "But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a, a holy nation. Come on, uh, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Come on, somebody, come on, anybody here been called out of darkness, hallelujah. Come on, he's called us out, and he's adopted us, amen. He has chosen us uh, as part of His royal priesthood. And Paul wants his readers uh, to appreciate uh, that uh, uh, that we would inherit all the riches of God. See, old Israel was promised the promised land, right? An inheritance of, of land here on earth. But new Israel, us, is giving us an inheritance in heaven. Come on, somebody. Remember when he told his disciples, I go to what? Prepare a place for you. Come on. You got a place that he's preparing. He's he's working on my my mansion. He's working on my home up in heaven. Amen. Uh, He's prepared a place for you. Come on. uh, Where where he is, we're going to be. But not only do we have a rich inheritance, but Paul wants his readers then and the readers today to recognize the great power of God. By knowing God. Paul calls it a matchless great power for us who believe. An unimaginable divine power that's directed to all who believe. Amen. Paul uses like words like power, working, mighty, strength. Where did God show that power, that might, that strength when He raised Christ from the dead? Come on, somebody. And that same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Hallelujah. Come on. It dwells in you. And that power has seated Jesus on the right hand of the Father. And not only did He raise Jesus from the grave, church, but seated Him in, in the heaven with power. Remember, the Father and the Son are one. The right hand is a symbol of authority. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 and 11 says this, Therefore God Elevated him to a place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. That in the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and in, in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue will declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. To the glory of God the Father. Ephesians chapter 121 says, Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else. Not only in this world, but also to the world. To come. Jesus is above everything, church. He's above all that that rule. He's above those in authority, those in power, those that have dominion. He's above any title out there, any CEO, president, anyone, even you. Somebody say me. Not only back then, but to this very present age and into the age to come. Christ is superior over everyone and everything. He has all power, all authority, all dominion. No one then, now or in the future, has a greater title than Jesus. Revelation chapter 19, verse 16 says this On his robe, at his thigh, was written the title King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So Paul wraps up this opening chapter of Ephesians by saying, everything is under Jesus' feet. I said everything is under Jesus' feet. Come on, sickness is under his feet, amen? Come on, anything is under his Every struggle is under his feet, church. You've got to believe. You've got to know that he is ahead over everything as well. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 27 says, For the Scriptures say, God has put all things under His authority, speaking of Christ. Of course, when He when he, it says, all things under His authority, does not include God Himself, who gave Christ His authority. Christ is the head of the church. We are the body, the church. Amen? Come on. He has ultimate authority over the world. God has anointed Him. Amen? He's the anointed one. He's the, he's the one... Israel has been longing for as disciples of Jesus we have this confidence that God has made or God has won the final victory come on we sang that song right victory is ours amen uh, that that song the new song amen uh, you know the victory is on our side Victory is on your side, amen. It doesn't matter where you're at right now or how it looks, amen. God is not finished. He has final word, and victory is on your side. If you're on God's side, you're on the winning side. Team Jesus is better than any team out there. He is a truly the undefeated team. Come on, some football teams basketball teams they, they can have some great runs amen sometimes a football team can go undefeated but he's been doing it for generations come on in the, the the final if you read the back of the book the end of the book we all win church come on it's all we stay undefeated but you got to know God see your circumstances says you're defeated Your situations tell you you're defeated. The world will tell you you're defeated. But if you got Jesus inside of you, you can tell the world, no, I'm a winner, not a loser. Come on. It may look like I'm losing on the outside, but in the inside, I'm rising up. And the same power that raised Christ from the dead, he dwells in you. Guess what? You'll rise over your situations. got to know him. See, if you don't know that, you don't know the power that you have inside of you. If you don't know that, you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to tell you about him and what you have inside. See, as disciples of Jesus, we have this confidence that God has won the final victory, that God is in control of everything. He knows everything, church. He knows what you're going through. He knows your heartache. He knows what what the the, the struggle you're going through. He knows all that. He knows. He knows you. You got to know that He knows you. You got to know everything about Him, church. We don't have to fear no more. Come on, church. We don't have to fear about any nation, death, or even Satan himself because fear has no hold on us. under our feet the contract has been signed and sealed and nothing can separate us from the love of Christ Church come on Romans chapter 8 38 to 39 says I am convinced are you convinced I am convinced, amen, that, that nothing can ever separate us from the love of God, amen. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither fears for today, nor worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, and in nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is Jesus our Lord. Come on, somebody give him some praise, hallelujah. No jail cell. Nothing, church. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. I'm here to let you know that this is not my church. Come on, this is not PCLB's church. Come on, I am not the head. Come on, Christ is the head of the church, Hallelujah. Come on, he is is my ultimate pastor in this church. And that was what Paul was telling the church of Ephesus. That the church is not an institution, but a living organ. Come on, it exists and functions only by relationship with the risen Lord as head. You take away the head from the body, it dies. You take away Christ as a head of the church, we die. So you got to know Christ. You got to know God. You got to know who he is. And when you do, you're empowered. There's a power that lies within you. You can rise up above any situation and face it. Come on, you can slay any giant. Come on, you can tell any mountain to move and it'll move. You can tell sickness, you're not going to have your way today. Come on, just like Pastor uh, Abraham says, speak to that thing. Come on, come on, speak to that thing. Diabetes, you're not having control today. Speak to that thing, amen. Come on, come on, heart pressure, get, get, get control. Anxiety, gone. Depression, gone. Come on, oppression, gone. Come on, you got to speak to those things that try to overtake you uh, because Christ lives inside of you. Come on, you are the holy temple. Uh, you're the you're part of the holy. He lives inside of you. So take that over you and stand in your authority. See, Paul closes chapter 1. He says that we need the fullness of Christ in our churches. You know what's lacking in the church today? God Come on, they got so many other things going on. It, it looks like God is all about God, but they don't know God. There's there's things going on representing God. There's things of detail of God. Though though God's never in vain. Whatever's done in the church is done in the church. But let me tell you, they don't know God. Christ is not the head of the church. We need him back as a head. Amen. We need the fullness of Christ back into our churches. If we want to be empowered, if we want to be like the churches of Acts, amen, and be empowered, church, amen, that will cast any demon, that will cast any sickness, amen. God wants you to know, want you to know the power that lies within you. That in the name of Jesus, demons tremble. Come on, take authority and tell the devil, get out of your house. Somebody say, get out, get out. Get mean. Don't shut down. Rise up. Rise up in Christ. Know that you're a child. Know that you're a son and daughter of Christ. Take authority over those things that try to overwhelm you. We need the fullness of Christ back in our churches. Church is not only filled by Christ's life and presence, but also the gifts the blessings that it brings upon the church. And we as a church should show the full expression of Christ. That's why when we enter our conference, we I want you to be the full expression of Christ. That we are the body of Christ. That we love one another here, right? Right? We love one another. No. Love is always stays. Love always remains. We we may not get along once in a while, but we always have to love. Come on, you know what? I? You know what? Well, I'm not getting along right now, but I still love you. Come on, love has to be in the house. Amen. If we're going to represent Christ in the fullness of Christ, we have to love. That means we overlook some things sometimes. Bible says take the, the thing out of your own eye before you start to bring judgment on other ones. Come on. We all fall short of God's glory, church. Come on, you're not Mr. Perfect. Mrs. Perfect. Some of you guys, man. Come on, we're all on the same level, church. If we love. If we love. If there's not love and we bring a, a critical spirit, a judgmental spirit, let me tell you, you start to elevate yourself a little higher than everybody else. That's not the love of Christ, church. It's an expression of love. We work things out. Work it out. Come on, you have, you, have, you have grief with someone? Get it right. Bible says, you know, leave the altar. Go get it right with your brother and sister, then come back and worship me. Let's, let's, let's get things right. In this conference, we're going to get things right. Man, we're going to go out loving each other. Hallelujah. You may even buy somebody a burrito. Hallelujah. Woo! That's love right there not a half a burrito a whole burrito a whole one amen don't give them your leftovers you know what i'm I'm full here <laughs> when we read ephesians listen when you read ephesians you understand that the It was written primarily to the entire church, to the body, not just an individual. Imagine the image of the body church shows the unity of the church. Each member involved with all the others as they do Christ's work. We should never attempt to work or serve or worship just on our own but as we come together as an entire body. See, this is what we're doing at the well, church. We're going to gather, but all of us are going to do our part and show the full expression of God and to get to know God even a little deeper, to know him. If we're just going to church and going to church and we're just showing up for a conference just to show up for a conference, then you miss the whole thing. This is where you take inventory within yourself. Like, God, where, where do I lack? Because we all lack. Where do I lack, Church? You know, where do I lack, God? Show me where I lack. Show me. Show yourself there, God. I hope that I'm still enough. That I, I'm being still enough to hear you. I even I myself. You know, this is this is a conference that we're putting. I want everything to go, and you you know me. I'm, I'm, I'm getting involved. I, I want to make sure everything's done. I want you know, it, 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 I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I, I, I'm going to relax because I want to be still with God. I want to receive from God. I want to receive from God and know that everything else is going to be taken care of. Now, I know I'm going to help out a little bit, but when that conference starts, it's done. Because I need to be still. God always tells me, Son, 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 slow down. Slow down. That's how, at least, it's how he speaks to me. He has that whistle. Remember that whistle? That old school? That your mom had that special whistle? And I, well, that's my mom. <laughs> You know, who's that? It's my mom. (laughs) Remember when you're in the neighborhood that you heard that whistle and the sun was going down? It was time to go home. That whistle. Everybody had different whistles. That's my mom. Oh, that's my mom. That's mama. Well, God whistles to me at times. That gets my attention. And He says, Son, I want you to be still. I want you to be still. We've been laboring for 18 years. 18 years. And and, and was doing? My wife said, You know what? I want you to relax. She, she, she rebuked me yesterday. It was a prayer rebuke. <laughs> prayer rebuke. And uh, the Lord has already told me that. You know what? I'm just going to receive. I'm going to receive. And I'm going to learn to be still in God because I want to know God at a little deeper level i want to learn how to be still in his presence i think if all of us can tap into the stillness of god we'll all be strengthened in god we'll all be a little bit better in god i think that the thing is we don't allow god and we don't give him the time to show him who he is in our lives and in our situations we panic Come on, we throw the quick prayer of 30 seconds. Beep. And we want God to move that that fast. God says, you know what? I just need you to sit down. And I need you to just have fellowship. I need you just to allow me to to just speak to you in in, in the stillness. And it's through that you start to know him. He starts to speak, though you may not hear an audible voice. You hear him. You hear his voice. And and he brings such a confidence over our lives and over our situations. If we just learn to be still in him. And I believe that through this conference that all of us will come out to know God a little bit more on a personal level. Your knownness and my knownness are going to be different. But if you go seeking God, I want to know you better. Where do I lack in in the stillness of you? God will show you. And when you get, tap into that church, then that's when you get empowered. Right? We should be the most powerful people on earth because Christ lives in us. Come on, we've got to display a powerful God if we want the world to know who God is. It comes through our lives. The only God people see is you. Sometimes. They gotta see God in you in order to for them to know God or say, you know what, there's something different about you. What is it? And then you start to share your testimony, you start to share the knowledge of Christ and what God, the personal level of God is that, you know it's not a this is a relationship with God. I, I spend time with God, I know the Father, and the Father knows me. It's in that level, church. We gotta to come together and do it as an entire body. Amen. All of us together. All of us. We gotta want it for each other. Right? Come on, just don't don't be don't hog it all up. I, man, I, I pray that my brother get blessed. I pray that my that family get blessed. I pray that their kids get blessed. I pray that God, you bless not only me, but I, I pray blessings over them. God will start to put people in your In each other's hearts. And as He does that this week, I want you to pray. Someone pops in your mind in this church, I want to pray for Sister So-and-so or Brother So-and-so. I want to pray for that marriage or that marriage or that teenager or that child, whatever it is. Because God's going to stir something inside of us that we can pray as a body, amen. That we all get touched and we all receive through this conference and know who God is. Can somebody say Amen? I'ma close. Amen. Next time we meet will be Friday night. <laughs> Come on, Hallelujah! Amen. Friday night. We're moving on up to the East Side. To the deluxe conference in the sky. <laughs> We're moving on up. Amen. We'll meet you at East Side Cannery. Doors open an hour ahead. Service starts at 7. Doors open at 6. Come out, be part of it, and watch what God does. Amen. You know, Paul, Paul's prayer for the church of Ephesus is a prayer that I have for us in our church here today. That we may know Him. And to be still means to trust in His Word and to know that He's God. And so I pray that That's my prayer this week is for you guys. I'll be praying for you guys. And then also, yes. Earplugs? Bring earplugs. (laughs) Also, also I want you guys to, if you can, it's a challenge. I'm fasting this Wednesday for this conference. If you want to join me, this one day of fasting, fast till 5 o'clock. If you can do that, I think if we can do that as a church in the unity, then God's going to move in a special way. And so if you can do that, join us. If, if it's, you have it hard, you know what? Tell God to give you the strength to do it and you'll do it. You know, don't drop dead on me, but you know, just do what you can. But I believe that if you do it with that kind of attitude and say, God, I want to do this, even though physically you say you can't, God can give you the strength to do it. Because sometimes we use that in our mind to make an excuse that we can't. And now we don't allow God to allow his powers to say that through him we can. Because the Bible says we can do all things through Christ. And so it's a, it's a, it's a one-day thing. It's not a it's not a, a long a, a days, a, a string of days. But if we can do that together as a church, guys, join me in this fast. And let's see what he does at the well. Amen. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Won't we all stand?